The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, it's Sunday morning. That means it's Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. So nice to have you hanging with us here on this Sunday. Of course, it's heard each and every Sunday, 10 o'clock here at WHIN. And it's going to be on our podcast page at whinradio.com, kicking off about noon here on this Sunday. So I wanted to bring in a guest. I heard about this program not long ago. Mayor Jamie Clary had this this idea. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to let him explain it to you. It's it's incredible. I think it's great for the city of Hendersonville. Uh, Mayor, thanks so much for coming in. Good morning. Ha- happy to be here. This program is called... This is this is our s'more reading program. And what we're going to talk about, at least initially, is our Hendersonville specialized license plates. Well, all right. Yeah. So these have Hendersonville on it. This is Ray. Radio, so we're going to give you a visual. It's a license plate looking thing, and it's got the, the city kind of logo up by the lake and with a sailboat and Tennessee at the top, Hendersonville at the bottom. So it is specific to Hendersonville, which is was pretty cool. This is a legitimate license plate. You've yep. seen some of the license plates on other cars around Hendersonville and in Tennessee celebrate somebody's college, that celebrates somebody's fraternity, sorority, or national parks. You know, different, different aspects of people's lives, and those are legitimate license plates on the backs of cars. About two years ago, I approached the members of the General Assembly that represent Summer County and asked them if they would sponsor this. And uh, so we uh, we got that through the General Assembly. Then we came up with a design. We're working with the Tennessee Department of Safety and, uh, and have a design that has been uh, pre-approved by them. And now the next step is to go out and sell the plates. Somewhere in, in all of that, we ended up with a design with the help of the Chamber of Commerce that is really pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, incorporates the city logo. It's got a sailboat there, blue and, and yellow colors to it. From a lot of folks that we've talked to, certainly looks better than the, the standard license plate is in Hendersonville uh, yeah. and in Tennessee, but something that also celebrates the city. This is not a new idea for you. So the way this happened was when the specialized license plates started happening early 2000, maybe late 1990s, uh, I noticed these, and I was alderman for the city of Hendersonville between 2002 and 2006. I like the idea of having something that provide exposure for Hendersonville outside mm-hmm. Hendersonville. And so I, I, I took this idea to the Industrial Development Board back when I was an alderman, and they liked it, started to move a little bit on it. I didn't know who would who would benefit from it, where the money would go, but it's something that I thought was important for Hendersonville so people who lived in Hendersonville could show their pride outside of Hendersonville mm-hmm. and, and encourage people to, uh, to check us out a little bit. And it just sort of sat on the back burner for me personally for a long time. When I became mayor, we started this s'more reading program. I'll tell you a little bit more about that yeah. in a minute. One of the needs of our s'more reading program, when you when you have professional teachers and when you have proven curriculum, is every summer when we have this have this program, we need money. And uh, we started looking at oh, is there is there a source for recurring revenue out there? And then back came this idea from 15 years ago or so, and so this is this is a this is a positive step to provide recurring revenue for the small reading program. Now, would they get these plates at City Hall? So what you have to do right now is you have yeah. to go online and reserve okay. the plates, and pretty soon we'll start asking for you to pay for these plates. And <laughs> online at smallreadingcamp.com. Okay. And uh, you can also feel free to call me, and I'll I'll sign you up. But at some point, we're going to have to get some money from you to to reserve these. What's going to have to happen is that we have to turn in a list of a thousand 
some people who want these plates, and obviously you can have more than one plate if you have more than one car. Okay. Uh, we have to turn that into the Department of Safety, but we also have to turn in $35 for every every plate. Uh, and it'll take a couple months for those plates to get back to us. They'll have to be printed. And uh, we get to keep $34 of that 35 and that $34 is going to go to our s'more summer reading camp. So these aren't uh, printed in Sumner County Jail, right? <laughs> I don't know where they're printed. I don't know who prints them, but I know it's going to take a couple weeks to get them back. Yeah, good. So. These are tags for the rear of the vehicle. This is a legitimate real plate to replace your current you know, Sumner County plate. That's exactly okay. it. These are, these are not plates that just express your you know your, your pride in Hendersonville, but they express your pride in Hendersonville and make you legal. Yeah. Uh, they go. The, on the back of your car that replaced the one that you have on the back of your car right now? Say so. you just renewed your tag. Okay. And they saw this. Well, I really like this idea. Mm-hmm. It's good. Go into a good mm-hmm. cause. What would they do with that old tag? So go ahead and reserve this, and then we'll come back to you and ask you to pay for it before the end of the year, probably within the next couple of weeks. But go ahead and reserve this. When you go to pick up your Hendersonville Specialized License Plate, your cost will be prorated. Uh, when you do that. Oh, okay. And uh, the printing, there's a little bit of lag time in the printing. We're not sure how long that will take. But between the time that we turn in the first thousand and the time the first person gets that gets the, the plate, that's going to be a couple weeks. Okay. Uh, so, so two things. Go ahead and renew your plates. I don't want you to have expired <laughs> tags on, on, yeah. on your car. And go ahead and reserve these. And then um, it's something that will uh, will work out over the next couple months. So will they have a, a year expiration sticker that's just like the regular plates? Just like yeah. the regular okay. plates. All right. And you'll get a... a Official registration you keep in the car. Mm-hmm. So this this is your plate. <laughs> yep, this is your plate. This is your legitimate license plate that's going to keep you legal with the stickers from each county. So how many digits are required on this? <laughs> so we've got four on there. The uh, on, on one part of the plate is the HV, which stands for Hendersonville. Okay, all right. And then you have four digits on there. So what will happen initially is that everybody will get something that falls in those four digits, probably numbers. For the first thousand and then what we anticipate is some people will want some personalized specialized hendersville license plates and that's fine you can do that but we also anticipate that once these plates get out on the road and people see them more people will go online and start ordering and we look forward to that so no if we wanted to personalize it like hv it'd be hv whin okay we could do that? You could do that, but initially initially not. Okay. That, that's not the case. You have to go ahead and order it. You're going to get a, sort of a generic random number at first, okay. and then you go back and you and you order, the, order that uh, personalized okay. specialized plate. A little bit more complicated. But. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I, I see people you know, kind of jump on a board with that, mm-hmm. so it might become a thing. Yeah. And, of course, that, that costs more because they have to adjust the dies and get everything printed <laughs> and stamped and everything else. So. Yep. We were talking about the, the tags as a revenue generator. Mm-hmm for the s'mores program is mm-hmm. that correct it is and there's sort of a, a long story that how this happened because it's been so successful and we've been and we've been doing it for five years is that i sat down with a couple of folks involved in education right after we became mayor the reason i did that was because i was looking at the property values in hendersonville and some areas were appreciating greater than other areas the the factor that seemed to be make, making the difference was the school system? Which mm-hmm. schools uh, were in those areas? Uh, that troubled me a little bit from the standpoint of some of our some of our students may not be getting the education that others are, but more from the standpoint of the city isn't generating property tax, and the people who own that property aren't really seeing appreciation as we do in some other cities. So I wanted to to bring the whole city up to where it should be in the terms of the level of, of schools, but also level of property tax desirability. So talking with some educators about this, we came up with this with this program. When I say we, I was pretty much taking notes. It was some educators that noticed that there was a program that was working well for fourth graders. And it was called Power to the Fourth, I think was what it was called. Helping struggling readers uh, as they went to fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And so we asked the question, aren't there struggling readers going into first grade, second grade, or third grade? 
And certainly there were. So the program that we have, we, we start by approaching principals and by approaching guidance counselors and teachers and saying, identify some of those struggling readers in, in your schools. And then we send applications to the parents of those readers. And we explain the program. And again, we're on the fifth year of this. We've had several students come back for the second and third year, which is wonderful. But what we have is we have eight hours a day for three and a half weeks in the summer where you're in a classroom environment for the first part of the day. Okay. And then you're doing more fun type right, things, right. but our rich enrichment activities that relate to the classroom. And you're doing those activities in, in, in the latter part of the day. When we started talking about doing this, we realized very quickly that it needs to be something that's located close to where these struggling readers live. Mm. It needs to be something that doesn't put greater demands on the parents. Uh, but at the same time, we also w wanted to place expectations on the parents of what they could get out of this. Meaning that we want it to be something easy for the parents to do, but at the same time, we want the parents to find it easy to help out as well. So that's when we came up with eight hours a day. We feed them lunch. We feed them snacks. Provide the whole program free of charge. Oh, but we expect okay. the parents to read 20 minutes with their children every night and to bring their kids every day. Okay. And so it's, like I said, we're on the fifth year. So is this uh, going to be held at their current school in their in their area, or is it a specific school you would have to go to? Fortunately, the Community Church of Hendersonville has been our location for four of those oh. five years. We had to move one year due to COVID, but right. Community Church of Hendersonville is just so centrally located between our two Title I schools, and that's Gene Brown and George Witten. Those Title I schools uh, were where we focused initially. But... It's also centrally located as we've expanded to other schools that can send children to this, can okay. send students to this. And what our goal was, was that those students who were struggling as readers when they leave in May, we wanted them to come back at the same level to school in August. So we, we, really, we really wanted to address what was called the summer slide, and that's, the, that's struggling readers who see their reading scores go down mm -hmm. during summer. Mm -hmm. In all five camps, all five summers, half of our students have maintained their reading levels. Half of them have actually improved during the summer, which didn't happen before with this program. So if a, if a parent is noticing that their child is like, well, he's, just, he's having a hard time struggling in this, can they enter it, or does this have to be referred from the school system? Um, it'd be very easy for okay. them to get a referral from their yeah. teacher or from their guidance okay. counselor yeah. or from the principal. And we very much encourage parents who are active in their children's educational achievement. Uh, we want to see that. We are very clear with the parents that they're expected to bring their child every day. This isn't something that that allows for some children to decide that they don't want to come today or that they're going to go on vacation for a week. If that's the case, we're going we're gonna to choose another child. Uh, because we want to have as big an impact as you can on as many children as possible. But we also make sure the parents realize that they're expected to carry a load, and that's 20 minutes a night of reading with their children every night. And we explain that to them. We have a parents' night. We have a, uh, communications with them beforehand. Because with, without, without the, the parents' interaction, the program isn't going to be as successful. So this is happening during the summer months. Mm -hmm. So let's say the parents have to work. Mm -hmm. You don't have a shuttle bus. <laughs> we don't. Another can of worms, yeah. but to throw in there. Oh, but. you're exactly right. That is that is something we have discussed for a long, long time, and that might be something that we get to with the money that's going to help us out through this through the uh, Hendersonville license plates, mm -hmm. because we see exactly what you said is is that some parents may not be able to get their child there and may not be able to pick up the child right. at the right time. The whole reason that this became an eight hour a day enterprise was because we realized that maybe the classroom part of it is only three or four hours, but then what? Do we expect the parents to take off from work and come back and pick up their child at lunchtime? Right. And that was just unrealistic. Yeah. And so that's why we decided to make this more than just a classroom setting focused just on, you know, just on the instructional side of it. 
and we added the afternoon events that are more enrichment but more fun and so we're able to provide a service to the parents not just in education but also we're providing a place for that child to, to have care for the whole day. So now, can any uh, referral come from, let's say, additional schools? So if you had Gene Brown or Station Camp or anything like that, it has to be within the city of Hendersonville, right? It does. Um, right now, we always look at schools that we can, we can add from. But right now, we're sort of stuck at about 55, maybe 60 students. Uh, just because the space that we have at Community Church at Henderson, okay. which is wonderful space, they essentially have several classrooms on their third story, and it's centrally located. And mm-hmm. they have really taken this, the, the church has really taken this on as a ministry. wasn't something that I expected when we first wow. talked to them about that. Uh, but they are, they are fully invested in this, and they are full partners of this. We have talked about the possibility of adding a second location, and like I mentioned a minute ago, we've mm-hmm. talked about providing uh, some, uh, some transportation. We know we can't do that without additional funds, though. Right. Uh, and right now what we want to do is we want to be able to pay the teachers what they deserve. We want to be able to add the materials that we need, and we want to be able to add some students in the current location. Why well, we have a lot to talk about. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. And, yes. and I, I've, I've got a couple questions that, okay. that just popped up in my head. So okay. we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about this reading program, the S'mores reading program, and uh, it's an incredible thing for, for our children. And we're going to talk more right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Here we go. We're back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Going to continue our conversation with Mayor Jamie Clary of the Mayor of the City of Hendersonville. We've been talking about an incredible program, and it's the S'mores Reading Program. Can you tell what that breaks down to mean? Sure. So that's the Summer Month of Reading Enrichment, and that's where we got that. Okay. Uh, and it's a program that we developed. It's been more than five years ago for students, for struggling students to go into second, excuse me, first, second, and third grade. Now, is this a project through the City of Hendersonville? Not a bit. Okay. Uh, I just uh, have, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Uh, I just, there's no city funding. There's no government funding. Okay. I just happen to be one of the people who sat down with some educators and decided that this is something I want to spend some of my time okay. on. Okay. Now, as far as funding goes, okay. you it, it's a 501c3, correct? It is. We have an umbrella organization called Improve Hendersonville. Uh, and that provides the that provides the funding for the s'more summer reading camp. We every year we've gone out and asked for donations, and we've received a couple grants from the Dollar General Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, a lot of help from the Community Church of Hendersonville and their members. Uh, and we need to raise about thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars every year in mm-hmm. order to pay for the materials and to pay the teachers. And we've been able to do that. However, we see down the road that this could become a problem. We also want to grow the program some. We yeah. want to get to at least 60 students, and we want to look at maybe second, maybe a second and third location. Now, they're not. It's not a requirement. You have to live within the city limits of Hendersonville. So, for the for the small reading program, it's just a requirement that you go to some of the schools that that we provide right. that that we provide the program okay. to. However, for the license plate, you can live anywhere in Tennessee and get one of <laughs> you our can Hendersonville promote Hendersonville yep. all you want. <laughs> yep, you can promote Hendersonville all you want if you live in the, the state of Tennessee with these license plates. Yeah, uh, and that's something we've had several business owners that uh, live outside Hendersonville, but they own businesses in Hendersonville. 
we've had several of them ask uh, about the plate, and we've had several of them reserve plates uh, because they want to show their Hendersonville pride. Right. And I like the fact that it says Tennessee at the top mm-hmm. and not North Carolina, because there's a Hendersonville, <laughs> North Carolina, and, it, and the chamber gets calls all the time, mm-hmm. and they've got to ask questions. Oh, you mean North Carolina. Wrong mm-hmm. one. But yeah, I like that, that yeah. it has it on it. So how does the what funding from the license plate goes mm-hmm. to the reading program? Each person who has a license plate will, will pay $35 per license plate. And you can have multiple cars, as I said earlier. And of that $35, $1 goes to the state. The other 34 comes to the program. Uh, and Incredible. It goes, to, it goes to Improve Hendersonville. And Improve Hendersonville is the 501c3 that provides the money for this more summer camp. Right. Have you had any like major events or anything as a, like a fundraiser? Like most nonprofits do. They come up with a project or mm-hmm. something to help raise that money. So we've talked about that, but really we're pushing this, especially before Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, my kids will tell you that I'm difficult to buy for because there's just not much that I that I need that I haven't gone out and gotten for myself and I yeah. suspect that's the case for a lot of dads and probably a lot of parents sure. and so we're, we're promoting this especially as a, as a Christmas gift for somebody that that appreciates Hendersonville enjoys Hendersonville has pride in Hendersonville so speaking of that uh-huh. and I know we mentioned it earlier but tell them how they can get information on this plate okay so s'moresummerreadingcamp.com so uh, s-m-o-r-e-s yep s'moresummerreadingcamp.com okay. and if you go on there there's information about the summer reading camp program okay uh, there's, there's some pictures of some kids that are reading and tells you a little bit about uh, about the benefits of the, of the program definitely the um, uh, the achievements of this program but there's also information about the license plates and um, we don't have any of them out yet so we just have pictures of them and you right. see some pictures on the website and there's some frequently asked questions on there there's some information about the license plates and the way that you can order those license right. plates on that on that page. And they're really good looking plates, so I got to tell you. It's so much nicer than what we currently have. <laughs> um, and I think it's it's something most people would want. So if you head over there to that website and tell them that again. It's s'morereadingcamp.com. Okay. You, you got to get this. Once you look at it, you say, well, I just got to have one of those. And it's going to go to a, an incredibly great cause. So this program has been going on for five years, you we've said? Had, we've had it for five summers. Um, okay. And so we're starting to discuss and we're starting to think about uh, the arrangements for the sixth summer. We've always had it at, excuse me, we started at the Community Church of Hendersonville. Uh, one year we had it at New Creation Church. We're back at Community Church of Hendersonville. At some point we'll talk about expanding it to a second location. It's a conversation we have every year as we try to figure out how many kids we're going to have that, that want to participate. So new people in town, we have a lot of them. Tell them the location of the church. So the cl- location of the church is very close to Gene Brown Elementary, which was incredibly advantageous to us mm-hmm. uh, because for the first year when we had, I think we had 25 students, the only two schools that we took applicants from were Gene Brown and George Witten. So centrally located for where the students would be living. Uh, mm-hmm. It works out very, very well with community church. Right there on Main Street at McDonald's, but backs up to Gene Brown very close by. Yeah, well, that's very easy to get to. The um, program says McGill going for five years. What are some of the hurdles you had to jump through at the beginning, other than the learning curve? <laughs> uh, uh. So for me, it was it was understanding what it was in education that I as a mayor should get behind. And when you hear about children that are reading poorly or aren't where they need to be in second and third grade, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, because that's the time when they transition from learning to read to reading to learn. And so if they're not doing well reading in second and third grade, they're going to have a hard time in science and social studies mm-hmm. uh, in fifth and sixth grade and then on through high school. And when I was hearing this information from, from some educators, it made me understand that we're not just helping them read for next year, but we're, we're helping them succeed throughout, throughout their, their whole school life. Mm-hmm. And I remember students that 
that struggled to read when I was in school. And fortunately, I wasn't one of them. But one of the things I've learned is that a lot of the reason for that is that students learn to read in different ways. Mm -hmm. And if we can present them some of those different ways and we can encourage them and we can support them through the summer, that's going to help them do better when they get back to school in August. What we were finding and what I was being told was that we have a lot of, we have a lot of struggling readers in Hendersonville, like we do in like we do everywhere. That when the summer comes, they just don't they don't read during the summer. Mm-hmm. They don't have really an education right. component during the summer, and that's very very common. That's that's very common for for every socioeconomic area in, in the city. But if you're a struggling reader in May and you didn't do anything in June and July. Mm-hmm. You're going to have even harder time in August. One of the things that I'm, I'm sure that is covered with the teachers because they they just they can understand and they can see each child. But it's not just reading, but also comprehension. Yeah. Yeah. They ha- they have to understand what it is they're reading, and because as they get older, that's when it gets rough. <laughs> Very much so. And when we start talking about this more, when the steering committee starts talking about the smaller summer reading camp, when we get to February, March, and what we need to change, what we need to add, and how we need to improve. And the conversation starts about uh, comprehension and about stamina. That's when I really have to tune out. I, I don't understand what it is that teachers need to do to help readers. And uh, I've said many, many times that in those meetings, I'm, I'm the guy who takes notes. I'm not the guy that can really uh, provide much input when it comes to helping students read better. Well, I mean, the teachers know. I mean, they, they, they can spot things, and oh, yeah. it's great a great resource yeah. to understand what it is they're looking for and what they – why does this child have a hard time reading? And they can mm-hmm. tell you that. And one of the benefits of this program is we typically have 12 students per teacher. Okay. And I would love for all our, all our classrooms to be like that. Uh, but it's, it's just not reasonable to think that that's going to happen in our public schools. Our public schools do, a, do an incredible job of educating many, many students. When we have the opportunity, however, to focus just on reading and have uh, that concentrated effort from a teacher to so few students, it bears benefits. Yeah, and and this age group is from what to what? So we take students that are going. Let's see, um, going into first, second, and third grade. Okay. We <laughs> we we make sure that the parents understand that they're supposed to show up every day. Right. And it's something that that is that they don't pay for at all. We provide everything right. that they need. But at the same time, we want the parents to understand that there's an expectation for them to. Yeah, so it's not a latchkey thing. You don't take your kids and just drop them off and no. you, so you can go shopping. You know, you, you have to be a part of this situation as well because mm-hmm. the parents have to help. I mean, Absolutely. it's not just getting it throughout the day, but it's follow-up at home it is. that they're required to do. So one of the one of the other uh, benefits of this, of this camp, and it's three and a half weeks in the summer, one of the other benefits that we have that we never really realized was the interactions that the teachers have with the parents. It's... <laughs> It's it's refreshing and it's also invigorating when you see the the teachers that have just had these students all day talking with the parents at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and talking with the parents even at the beginning of the day because they don't always get to do that in classrooms uh, during the school year. And that's something that that we had anticipated but has become become very important to us. So the teacher can still request a conference or the parent can request a conference as like a one-on-one just to kind of, because you're picking them up, it's chaotic, you can't get a whole lot of information, but they can Mm -hmm. schedule a meeting to to, to go over it and then the teacher can help the parent understand more. Absolutely, and we have a parents' night. We have have, uh, community communication between our director, uh, the teachers, and the parents throughout the whole camp. And then we also have a parents' night where they can come and see a little bit more mm-hmm. and interact a little bit more. And the and like I said, with, with 10 to 12 students per teacher, the interaction, the opportunity for interaction is very high. 
So, shout out time. Okay. Who do you got involved in this helping you with it? Um, so, at the risk of forgetting some folks. <laughs> That's right. um, so, Vicki Shelton, who's a former principal, okay. uh, Babs Rector, who's a former educator from, uh, uh, from Davidson County, um, the Literacy Council of Middle Tennessee has been very helpful. Okay. Gosh, I'm trying to think of just the folks on the steering committee. William Slater, who was at Hendersonville Christian Academy for so long, mm-hmm. and several folks that have just been there, gosh, I mean, since the, since the very, very beginning, right. and have been very helpful. Me- uh, Melanie Hicks is our executive. Director, she's been our executive director for the for the, from the very very beginning, and has been very helpful with that. Lee Rux, Julie Scudder, Julie was a librarian at, at Jean Brown for so for so long. Uh, Hillary Marabetti, Jonathan Langlois, who grew up going to school here. Uh, Hillary Marabetti, who who was at Vol State for so so long, mm-hmm. and several folks from Hendersonville, excuse me, Community Church of Hendersonville, had really taken this on and helped us in getting food to the kids. And this is important because the children don't they don't pay for the program, they don't pay for the lunches. So we've been we've been very blessed with the number of restaurants that have provided food as we add students. This becomes a greater request from sure. our local restaurants, yeah. and so many of them have said. I can do Mondays, which is amazing to think mm-hmm. that, okay, they're going to provide in the neighborhood of you know, 100, 150, if not more, free lunches for some kids. Yeah. And so that's been, that's been helpful to us. Well, the one thing I know the kids will love, and we're just getting ready to open a new Brewster's Real Ice Cream right here in Hendersonville, the kids would love some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you what is funny is, we've, is every year we've managed to take them either to Barnes & Noble or to the library, and they get to go and they get to go in the back rooms, and they get to go see how it operates yes. and, and, and what's out there. They've enjoyed that. We've had, some, we've had some help from Anchor Transportation providing the transportation from, from community church to, to some of these other locations. And one of the funniest things or heard was that some of the kids had never traveled on a bus that had a bathroom inside it, and they were ex- and they were excited about that, how they how they got to see a bus with a bathroom inside. Yeah, it. incredible. <laughs> well, and you you've had so many people going through this program. Any success stories that kind of I know it's a lot, but some, one that sticks out in your mind. So probably one that sticks out in my mind more than anything else is came from the evaluations and the comments that we asked parents to give us, and. We have several, and several of them are, are certainly uplifting. The real success story to me is the fact that all of our students have gone through that have gone through the camp have either improved, which was something we never we never even considered, or they've maintained their reading levels. Mm-hmm. But one of the letters that came from a parent is one that strikes me uh, very very often, and that she said that her son didn't like to read until he had gone through the camp. Wow, she made reading fun. Yep, there you go. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that, that it, when you hear that kind of thing, you say, all right, we're doing good things. And it's an incredible program. And I know you folks out there listening, you know, like to help out a cause. This this thing is amazing because our little ones, they're, and they're like sponges, so it's a great time to catch them. We talk with many uh, teachers on this program, especially the Golden Apple Award okay. winners okay. from the chamber. And, you know, some of these programs they're doing are, are just phenomenal, and they're getting great help with it. But I know if you're listening you, you would love to support this program because it definitely is going to help a lot of kids. So tell them how they can donate. Okay. So they, you can also donate by going to, let's see, it's s'morereadingcamp.com. You can also donate. You can order a license plate there as well. And I know that Linda Varnado and her staff, that they have Community Church of Hendersonville, and Linda's been just phenomenal and been just a huge supporter, if not a, really a driver mm-hmm. of this program, that they have that they have a way to donate through church as well. Okay. Uh, and it's, uh, like I said, s'morereadingcamp.com is one way. And uh, that's the way we've survived for five years, is well, asking, asking for donations. Well, and all your free time, <laughs> not that you're busy 
or anything. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's a great idea that you came up with. I love, love, love the license plate uh, deal. And I think Kathleen's already put in for two. So we'll uh, we'll be getting those when they're available. And we've been talking with Mayor Jamie Clary, the mayor of the uh, city of Hendersonville, about our license plate program with the support, the S'mores Reading Program. So, Mayor, thanks again for coming in. Well, thank you, Jeff. I very much appreciate it. So listen, hey, stick around. We got more coming right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Well, here we go with another segment of Sumner County Spotlight. Your host, Jeff Shannon, continuing uh, with the program here on this Sunday morning. Of course, if you miss it here on the air, you can catch it on the podcast page at whinradio.com. Go to the podcast page, click there, Sumner County Spotlight. You're going to see it right there. So, all right, we got to bring Julie White back in here. And, uh, of course, Julie is uh, with the Senior Citizen Center in Hendersonville. I can't. I don't see how you keep up with things. You are so busy over there. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> So now you have the renovations of the building done, but there's still some things need to be done. Well, we began parking lot renovations in April and they hit several snags. Mm -hmm. The least of which is the fact that apparently no one wants to work because the poor little contractor is having difficulty getting people to show up to finish the job. I've never heard that before. Right? (laughs) I mean, like I said, every other employer in America is having this issue. So, um, unfortunately, we are at the mercy of that. The weather has not been our friend at all. Obviously, I think we live in Seattle now instead of the Nashville area because of all of the rain. It is soggy. Did they give you a kind of an estimate of when they're going to get to it? It or was supposed just to be kind of... finished by June. Oh, of last year. <laughs> this year. <laughs> well, Which right. we know is not going to happen. Is Didn't it? happen, yeah. and it's not going to be finished by December 31st. Now, are you expanding the parking lot, or is it the same? No, actually, ground? it's a bigger footprint. Oh, okay. And we're getting about 100 new spaces. It's curbed. They've laid drainage in there so that the parking lot won't pond and the sidewalks won't pond. They've put railings up so that our folks have something to hold on to. If you look at the back portion that is completed, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's what the front's going to look like whenever they can (laughs) dig us out of that lake. But I, I just... I lost my mind over it earlier, and I'm just not going to let it bother me anymore because it's out of my control. Just got to wear the uh, the mud boots. Exactly. <laughs> and, and leave them at the door. Right. <laughs> but it, you know, I think it's beautiful what has been done. I mean, I love the windows, the access. You can see outside. And you have plenty of room in there. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we have approximately a 10,000-square-foot building. Yeah. Now, you do exercise classes. You do all – tell us everything you do over there. Oh, goodness. Where do I begin? <laughs> um, we're open Monday through Friday. We are open on Monday through Thursday, actually, from 9 to 4. And then on Fridays, we're open from 9 to 3. We have the bulk of our exercise programs in the morning because that's when they tend to want to do that best. And mm-hmm. we try to accommodate their needs and their wants rather than ours. We begin, I'll just give you a typical okay. yeah. typical schedule, if you will. We begin our classes on Mondays. From 9 to 10, we have strength and conditioning, which is a very low-key, low-impact wonderful class that our seniors love 
And then we have chair yoga from 10.15 to 11.15. And Barbara is amazing. I say all the time, I laughingly tell her, you have a hostage negotiator voice. <laughs> I mean, it's so soothing. Is and it? Yeah. It, it, it's like the Pied Piper. You would follow her anywhere. <laughs> and then um, we play in the afternoon, we play Mexican train dominoes. We also have on uh, Monday afternoons, Joey Holland is our computer teacher. And he teaches about the tablet, the smartphone, your laptop laptop, things like that. And it's pretty much the same thing ongoing. It's just to refresh their memory and, and so sure. that they know how to communicate with their friends and their family. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you hear that the, the seniors are like, well, I don't get this new technology. Just give me the old rotary phone. <laughs> That's a <laughs> thing know. of the past. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's great you're doing that and it helps, you know, especially now going on Facebook and how to navigate all of that stuff. I mean, there, there's yeah. tons of classes you can do with it. They, they would jump on but yeah and and to that end we have a new program that we're going to start in january it's a grant we wrote oh, okay. um with a company called tech goes home and they're based in chattanooga and they are wanting to do what you just said they want okay. to put technology usable and understandable technology in the hands of our seniors and we have a, a class that will start we've already it's already full okay. so uh, unfortunately there are only 12 spots mm-hmm. but it we get to teach them how to use a microsoft laptop uh, i'm sorry uh, a microsoft surface the okay. the little tablet the tablet yeah yeah and they have to have it's a requirement of the course that they finish it it's a 15 hour course and once they finish it the tablet goes home with them and it's theirs to keep and really? it costs us nothing okay all right and joe holland as i said is our instructor he's going to go through the training along with myself to uh train those folks and hopefully teach them a thing or two that they don't already know so that they can communicate with their family that may live far away and i love that you know some of these have the cameras on there because you know you want to uh, you know, FaceTime and things of that nature and Zoom, you know, the relatives. And it's like, ah, I can't figure this thing out. <laughs> you know? That is true. That's great. And then um, we have the computer classes from two to three on Mondays. And then we do cards and games and puzzles and things like that just anytime. Then on Tuesday from nine to 10 is Zumba. And it is a high energy class. As you can imagine, they hoop and mm-hmm. holler and jump and scream and dance to the music. Do you have video and of then, that? And, and believe it or not, there are some quite a few older seniors who yeah. take that class. Right. From 1015 to 1115, we have a modified Tai Chi class, and it's great for balance. Then from 1015 to 1215, we have two dance classes. You want to talk about high energy. Sandy Lyon is our dance instructor, and this lady... I will not say on air how old she is because she does not look her age. 29. However, yeah, 29, right. something like that. Yeah. If you knew her age and you saw her move, you would just go, oh my. It's, it's amazing. But when you stay in shape That's and you right. keep yourself active, which is why we do what we do. Right. Then you live a longer, more productive life. Sure. No question about that. Then on the afternoon, we have a Spanish class. Judy Jones is our instructor with Spanish. She is amazing. She um, works with the school district here in Sumner County to um, help translate for them. She's also a soccer referee, so you might have seen her running up and down the field in soccer. She's precious. We love her. And then in the afternoon, they play Farkle. And if you've never played Farkle, it is the funnest game you can play with dice. It is just amazing. And then again, more cards and stuff like that. Then on Wednesday, we have a new class that Chris Johns, who is our Zumba instructor, came to me and asked me if she could start doing. And she calls it Functional Fitness Circuit Training for Seniors. And it's much like your circuit training that you see Mm -hmm. in some of these different places. Mm -hmm. But since we're all germ resistant these days, or we want to be, 
she has fixed it so that you stay fixed in one spot and you just do you use the weights and you use the different okay. things that she gives you and a lot of our seniors resisted it to start with because it was something new and as we all know our seniors are resistant to change but once some of them came and took it and then they went and told another senior that they took it and another and another the class is full mm-hmm. and it's only been going on for four weeks Wow. So we really, really appreciate that class. And then after that is over, we have our chair yoga that comes back. And then we have a drama, and it's called The Senior Showstoppers. Say that fast five times. And then we have our Sweet Harmony Chorus. They meet uh, in the afternoon as well. And they generally do things in conjunction with one another because they put on a play once a quarter and there's always music with it. And then we do our our games and things like that. Then on Thursday morning, we start again at nine with our Zumba class. Then on the first and third Thursdays of every month, we have bingo and that's from 1130 to 1230. And we have volleyball. And let me tell you what... Indoor volleyball. It is mind-blowing how good they are and how much fun they have. So if you want to come and have some fun at our center, I strongly urge you to come on Thursday and check out our volleyball. So what are the, what's the age group of these youngsters? They start, well, this, the government says you're a senior at 50. However, most people in their 50s are still working. Yeah. So we don't have a lot of folks under 60 that come in. Mm-hmm. But it's it's uh, we go all the way up to we've got a 97-year-old that comes there. Is that right? And she is wow. in immaculate condition. When I say that, I truly mean that. Yeah. You know, the volleyball games, one of the other senior centers that we work with in the Middle Tennessee area, there are 17 of us. We are funded by through uh, the federal government and the state, which is the Tennessee Commission on Aging and Disability. Our funds funnel through the Greater Nashville Regional Council, or GNRC for Mm -hmm. short. And a lot of people may know who that is because they do the TIF bonds and things like that for the different county projects and city projects and whatnot. The senior centers, as I said, there are 17 of us that, that are funded through GNRC and several of us have been talking amongst ourselves about do you do volleyball do y'all play volleyball blah 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 absolutely and so we're going to be hosting after the first of the year sometime a volleyball tournament the first ever that any of us have had now, and I, have to get I, get, I, I really want to get the hype up on that because it's going to be fun I gotta have a visual on how this is oh, taking place <laughs> well it it used to be called chair volleyball okay so it makes it available to someone who may not be mobile as as well as others so they can be seated and they can still hit the ball they can still play some of them need to sit down and they we put them in the chairs and we can't keep them in the chairs because they want to get up and move and spike the ball so, <laughs> right it, it's listen if you saw them you want to talk about some competition these ladies and men are fiercely competitive when it comes to that game right there oh i can imagine and it's so much fun to watch hey i was talking to andy gilly you know what's real hot right now pickleball pickleball now i can see an indoor pickleball competition maybe i don't know possibly outdoor well that might be something for the future yeah but do it with uh like those nerf balls that oh yeah yeah that kind of thing maybe that would be fun so nobody gets hurt (laughs) (laughs) well um then we have our cards and games again that afternoon and then on friday to round the week out we do our strength and conditioning again and that's Rusty Elrod that does that class. And then we have chair yoga one more time. And then um, the there's not really a lot that goes on on Friday afternoons. It's just games and things if anyone wants to come in and put a puzzle together or whatever. But we also have a uh, we have ping pong. We have we're going to start a wee bowling class. 
and we've had some people that want to start a mahjong class. I don't know anything about that. That's some kind of card game. But if you know how to play Mahjong and you're listening and you would like to get this started, please come see me at the Senior Center. We would love to have you. Gosh, we we do crafting. We do crocheting. We do just, we take trips. We have lunch and learns. Mondays are our lunch and learn days. And we have wonderful companies that we've partnered with in the community to come and provide the lunch and then provide the learning opportunity. And I'm really, really protective of my seniors. I'm not going to let you just come in there and try to sell them something. Right. I want it to be something that's productive and that will make their lives more productive. So you have health awareness kinds of situations, but you also can, you have classes on nutrition, like how to eat healthy. Cause you know, back in the day we didn't really do that, but. Well, and a lot of people need to realize that food insecurities run rampant with our seniors because they have, if they have to choose, here's, here's how it works. Mm -hmm. If they have to choose between eating for themselves, feeding their dog or taking their medicine, they will do the last two mm-hmm. and they will go without food. So the meals that we provide for them sometimes are the only meals that they have with another person right. wow. that whole week because some many of them are by themselves. Right. And as we all know, with that C word that came around a couple of years ago, it really made people isolated. And yeah. uh, a lot of those people still have not come out because they're just frightened. Yeah. And we now, want to tell them, come on out. It's safe. So they can come out to the, the senior center there. And what's what's the address over there? It is 197 Imperial Boulevard. Okay. We're just up the street from the post office. Okay. They pay a yearly fee or is it monthly? Or how, how is that handled? It's $104 a year and you wow. can pay it however you want. I know, right? That's <laughs> really? A, that's, for, for the entire year? It's $2 a week. It breaks down to $2 wow. a week. That's... And that's for everything. If you came Monday through Friday and you participated in everything that we do, that's what it costs you. Wow, that's amazing. It is. Now, all these classes you got going on, I, I, I'm sure you have a sign-up schedule, so you need to know how many people are in a class and these kinds of things. Well, we uh, we have a computerized module that you, that you check in with. Uh, okay. You get a little card and it's kind of like a Kroger Plus card and when it when the scanner scans it in it brings your information up and you tell it what you're going to do that day it's a menu oh and it is it has everything for that day only so that's how we program it's programmed for if it's Monday then it's programmed for the things we have on Monday and all the special things as well now we have a new class that's going to be starting here in about a month and it is going to be a mat class a mat stretching type yoga Mm -hmm. type class that Chris is going to do and Chris Johns is amazing if you don't know her well yeah look you have a lot of great people working with you and i want to talk about them when we come back we're going to take a break right now and we'll talk to julie white with the senior center right here in hendersonville we'll be right back with more of sumner county spotlight thanks for listening to sumner county spotlight a weekly public affairs program heard each and every sunday right here on whin or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight, your host, Jeff Shannon. We're going to continue our conversation with Julie White, and she's with the Hendersonville Senior Citizens Center here in Hendersonville, located on Imperial Drive. It's pretty easy to find. We were talking about all the things you're doing, which is mind-blowing, for only $104 a year. I mean, it's it, that is great. Get some out of the house. Get some act doing something. You can't sit on the couch and expect to get anywhere. <laughs> no, <laughs> and we don't let you sit on the couch for long at our center That's either, right. because we want you up and moving. Well, you got some great people working with you. Who? 
who you got a shout out to? Well, I, I guess my biggest shout out needs to go to Kathy Kemp. Kathy is our program director. She's my right hand man, nothing, woman, whatever you want to call nothing her. Nothing gets past her. I we are say. a team and we are the best team and we've got each other's backs no matter what. She finishes my sentences and I finish hers because we we work so in tune with one another that we know right. exactly what's going on. And Kathy is one of the most caring people I've ever met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's the two of you run that entire thing. Yes, sir. We have, then you have volunteers, two employees. Right, you have, we have approximately 60-ish volunteers. And let me just tell you, if it weren't for them, Kathy and I couldn't do what we do. We have the most wonderful volunteers on this planet. And they don't do what they do because they have to. They do it because it's in their heart. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's amazing that you have all of these things for him to do. And keeping busy, I think, is so important. It is. You know, research and statistics prove that the busier you stay, the longer, more healthy life you live. We try to make certain that they have fun, entertaining, exciting, safe things for them mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Our business, when you walk in the door... We want you to feel like you're home. We want you to, it's beautiful. If you have not been and seen it in the last few years, I promise you, you will be in for a shock because it looks nothing like it used to. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Well, and you have plenty of room for the chili cook-off. Oh my goodness. And it's coming up in three months. Let me tell you, I've never seen so many varieties of chili in my life. I, I was a judge this past time, and it was like, this is so hard. We to had pick. 27 entries, yeah. most we've ever had. And I love how competitive, especially people that have won in the past, they, they, you know, you're going to. Kind of. I tell them to put their money where their mouth is because they right. talk about how good they are. And I said, well, put your money where your mouth is and enter the contest. Yeah. So that's going to happen when? That's going to happen in March. Okay. It's. $25 to enter your chili. The tickets are $5. We obviously will be looking for sponsorships as we do for all of our events mm-hmm. and programs. And if you are interested, obviously, please give us a call. Our telephone number is 615-822-8758. And again, that's 615-822-8758. And you go to the website too, hvillseniorcitizens.org. That is correct. I like how it make that. And it's senior yeah. spelled out. S-E-N-I-O-R. Yes. Okay. With all of these these activities, they can get all the information right there. You have an event schedule on here, I'm sure. you got all these different categories, which I think is great. You can find out how to give back, how to get involved, because I'm sure you like people would like to get involved, to give yes. you a holler so you can, you can get them involved. And if somebody wanted to throw a bunch of money your way, I'm sure you would possibly take we, that. We would... You know, we we would have to think about it, but we would probably take it. <laughs> so what are, I mean, you're so busy around town. You're involved in the chamber a, a lot. Everybody knows Julie, you know, so you've been around quite some time. Well, I have to I have to give a plug to the chamber. If you don't believe in the chamber where you live, you're listening in Sumner County and your chamber in your community is the lifeblood of your community. If you don't believe it will work for you, join your chamber and work it. And when I say work it, go to the things that mm-hmm. they put on, that, that they supply, make it work for you. Because nobody's going to do business with you just because you say hi to them. That's right. They've got to learn to know you, like you, and trust you. And then they'll do business with you. Right. And I've spent a lot of years laying those inroads for people to know me and trust me. Yeah. And that's why they do business with us. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, and you get involved 
throughout the community, not with the chamber. It's not just the chamber. I am a Rotarian yes. at heart, yeah. and you know what Rotarians do. <laughs> Gosh, we raise money for just about every charity in Sumner County, That's I believe, right. ours included. You know, churches, I umpire, and oh my goodness, there's just, and I'm very, very active with my grandkids and what they do. I can't believe my sweet oldest granddaughter, Caden, is about to graduate from high school, and it makes me want to cry. Wow. But she's going to go to school, uh, and she's already been accepted at Western, has a scholarship. Nice. And she's going to be a teacher. Well, we need teachers. We do. I we will say good, that. We need yes. people that care, yes. Yeah, yeah. So with the, all of the activities that you're doing, because, I mean, I think you're at all of the major events. The I chamber does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we usually will see you there, or you're volunteering to helping out as well. So, I mean, that's that's really what you have to do to get involved in the community, let everybody know who you are. And the fact you've been doing it for how many years that you've been involved with the chamber? Oh, my goodness. I've been involved with this chamber for over 20 years. See, that, there you go. I've been a Rotarian for, I think, 17 years Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen overnight you have to make people know who you are truly but i i do all that not for me but i have a servant's heart because anyone who knows me knows the story that i've told about my grandparents my grandmother was a public school teacher in a one-room school in west tennessee for many many years and my grandfather was uh, in law enforcement he was a state trooper with the tennessee state highway patrol and he had the honor of being the bodyguard to four sitting governors in tennessee is that right yes it's I have an amazing family history. Wow. Because of that, my mother was the head of the WMU at our church. She was a Sunday school teacher. My dad was a deacon and the church treasurer. Being a public servant in whichever way you choose, that's that's what my family ingrained in me. Mm -hmm. And so it stands to reason that I would do what I do now. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Sumner County portion of Goodlettsville. Okay. On Madison Creek Road, and um, when I was an adult, I moved to Hendersonville, okay. so I've been in Hendersonville for over 20 years. Yeah, so you know everybody. Well, I used to, <laughs> but now with all these new people moving in from all these different states, yeah. I don't hardly know anyone. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the, the thing that I've noticed here is, I mean, we have several assisted living facilities and you know places of that nature. We've got the Alzheimer's covered. We've got all of these places because I think the seniors see that this is a great community community to be involved with and they want to come here whether they used to live here they're coming back for family and the families are moving here so it is very attractive you know for folks to to come here to Hendersonville it is we we have a wonderful way of life here in many ways we are we are like Mayberry but in many ways we are more metropolitan than that Mm -hmm. I will tell you this uh, one of my goals is to make our senior center bigger and when I say bigger I mean the building Mm -hmm. because we are growing last fiscal year we have a July 1st to June 30 fiscal year and last year we took in almost 200 new members Wow. That's we've never done that before in the history of this organization. So that tells you that people are moving here and they're not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got some some statistics that I got from TCAD that told us that by the year 2030, there's right now over 33,000 senior citizens in Sumner County. By the year 2030, that's going to grow by 18. percent Wow. So that's just. Seven years from now. Well, I mean, uh, job security for you because people are not going to stop getting older. No, they're not. Un- unless they come up with the, you know, the magic pill. Found of youth. Right. We know how that goes, but uh, but people are living longer now. Did you see they stats are. on that? that- uh, we do, and, and I tell you something else. And we did uh, the Sumner County Women in Business. We did a spotlight on this a couple of months ago, and I was on the panel about employment in Sumner County, okay. and I talked about seniors. Seniors are returning to work in mass, mm-hmm. and it's not because they 
necessarily need the money. Of course, with the economy being what it is now, it helps. But many of them are doing it because they want something to do. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I agree. Yeah, that's it. And let me tell you, senior citizens, employers, if you're listening to me, senior citizens are your best bet because they are experienced and reliable and available now if somebody wanted to say hey i'd like to see if we got any seniors like get involved they just call you and you can refer them to people absolutely i have people that call us all the time asking if we know where they can get a job uh another issue that we face obviously in sumner county is affordable senior housing Mm -hmm. and that is something that i would love for if anyone is listening out there if they would like to start building things like that I know we're not living in a perfect world, but in my perfect world, that we would have affordable senior housing, and I'm we waiting, just have a lack of that. I'm here. waiting for my penthouse over at Clarendale, but it's not ready yet. I'm, oh, okay. Haven't quite <laughs> got there yet, but. <laughs> well, it it might look like the Taj Mahal when they get it finished. That's for sure. <laughs> but I think it's great that you, you're you're envisioning, you're looking out, and you're forecasting what you're going to need for the future, which you have to do. Seeing the growth that you just spoke of. You're probably going to need more a bigger facility and start adding on to it. But you have all of that land. Now, that the city granted you that land, correct? Is well, that, is that have, what I heard? We have a lease on that. Oh, okay. All right. We have a 50 I knew it was something lease. like that. I, I, you know, I can't speak to what's going to happen in the future mm-hmm. because that's not really in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to overstep my bounds. But I will say that we have been talking about some things with those people in the city that make okay. those decisions. And I'll leave that for another time. Okay. But I will tell you this. There is a senior center in White House that is part of the city. There's a senior center in Goodlettsville that's on the Davidson County side, but it, many, most of the residential part of Goodlettsville is in Sumner County. So many of them go to that facility. It's just a recreation facility within the Parks Department, okay. as is White House. Westmoreland Senior Center has been shut down, but I have been speaking with them lately. They've, we've been in talks about helping them how to, I guess, reopen and, and what to do and, and how to implement things. Right. And so they're working on that. We also have one in Portland that is, is a small center. And then the Gallatin Center is not as big as ours, but it's it's close to our size. Right. So we are really well represented in Sumner County. Sure, absolutely. So tell us about uh, some things, events you have planned here for the future. We talked the chili. We got the chili cook-off. What else is coming up? Well, we normally team up with Holiday Fest, and I'm not sure if that is going to come to pass this year. We haven't had this in a few years because of COVID, but I know that we are working on a place to host the Night in Monte Carlo, and it was a great fundraiser for us. Okay. But again, you have to have the facility, and the first time we had that, we held it at Clarendale, and the food was donated by the Hearth, and it was a beautiful partnership, mm-hmm. and we raised a lot of money for our senior center because of the advent of COVID. Everyone is so germ conscious now. <laughs> it's not feasible for us to talk about having it in a facility where older people live right so we are looking outside of that and if anybody's listening and they would like to host it please let us know (laughs) yeah no that's pretty great no you're doing different things i I know that uh, you teamed up with the chamber for sumner fest yes where you were able to get some money from from the parking facility situation going yes. on so that that's great yes uh and kathleen has asked if she's it it ran so smoothly she's asked if we would like to do it again next okay, year good and and i would and and i told her there's some things that we you know you see you tweak things that's right but it really did run very smoothly yeah and i've, I've always been impressed because the the one thing going into sanders ferry park is one way in and one way you know kind of it's very 
hard to get out of there. And the police department uh, does a great job on funneling people yes. there and at Freedom Fest, any of these big events. I mean, they've got the traffic control. Well, you down know, to we've had science. a lot of years to practice that. Yes. <laughs> so uh, they're 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 pretty well within their means of doing that, and they do a great job. With the Porch Fest coming up mm-hmm. again this year, I, I assume it's coming up again this year, and you had yes. uh, some involvement with that, and it seems like a really kind of a fun event. I mean, it's a lot of work. I got to say that. It's a lot of work. But I will tell you, it's very fulfilling. We modeled it after the one that they have uh, in Franklin. We've had it now, I believe, for six years, but it became a product of the Senior Center this year. Okay. And it's one of our fundraisers. And we just see it getting bigger and better and growing. My goal is to have a an evening concert along with that. Right. So that we get people to stay, more vendors involved, more food vendors, and it's just all right there. And right now, it's being held at Hazel Path, which is a great place to have okay. it. That is, again, that's one of our fundraisers. Um, we have a health and wellness fair that we have. We call it the Hendersonville Health and Wellness Expo, and that's held in September. And we raised, I believe, $7,000 with that this year. Nice. Well, it all comes in handy. You know, because you're doing a lot of great things over there. And, of course, you recognize the voice. That's Julie White with the Hendersonville Senior Center right here, Senior Citizens Center. Is that the correct name? That is correct. (laughs) And you can head over to hvillesseniorcitizens.org on the website. You get tons of information right there. And, Julie, thanks for for coming in. Time has just been flying by here. Yes, and follow us on Facebook as well. Oh, you got to do that. So That's where you'll find copies of our schedules and our calendars. That's right, and you can pick all the information up there. So, All right, well, this is Jeff Shannon. Another Sumner County Spotlight is in the can. So we'll check you next week with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.